I'm Jenny Townsend with the Stroke It Podcast. This podcast is for individuals that are kicking off their career, newly married, or experiencing that midlife crisis. Stroking It can enhance every relationship in your life. You're going to learn about love languages and great stroking tactics and tips, and we're going to provide a lot of resources. So let's get to Stroking It. Hello and welcome to the Stroke It Podcast. I'm Jenny Townsend, your host. Today's episode is inspired for back to school. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, you may be experiencing a change in the schedule, whether you're going back to school, whether you're prepping for summer, whether the kids are getting out of school, maybe you're about to take on a new role, maybe you're moving, whatever it is that you're doing. If you are a mother, a father, a granny that is taking care of the kids. I know that is super, super common now where all the grandparents are really pitching in because both parents either want to work or need to work due to the cost of living or the fact that, you know, many people are having kids later where they do have careers and they're wanting to maintain those careers and that status of working and that income as well. So this episode is really talking about how to manage overscheduled Olivia, energetic Eric, stubborn Sammy, and anxious Ainsley this school year. And I know that many of you are probably thinking it's so hard, it's impossible to maintain, you know, a healthy mindset while you're trying to juggle work, school life, home life, and all of that. So basically, I just want to help you and provide some really great approaches and, you know, kind of shift that mindset a little bit that may help you become calmer. Um, Maybe it'll provide some more peace, or it will provide some more sanity for the entire family as well. So first and foremost, I want to talk about overscheduled Olivia. Uh, This means not every single child needs an activity every single day. I do understand that you want to have your kids involved in activities and you want them to be social and you're trying to figure out what their thing is and their best friends are going to all these places and they're doing all these activities. And, you know, you're just basically trying to mold this little person and provide inspiration and give them an outlet other than school. However, I think it's really important that you're realistic with your child's schedule, your schedule, and your family schedule as well. So it's okay to say no if it doesn't serve your family schedule. Your child is still going to love you. And this allows them to focus on one activity, if not two, and give their all. A lot of times we are spread all so thin, and this goes for adults with work, it's not just kids, where we can't really take in the entire experience and give 100% because we're spread too thin. So I think also it will help those kids, you know, understand the value of money and appreciate what is being spent and where that time and energy is going as well. Not to mention the energy it requires you to shuffle them from one place to another. So They're going to continue to love you if you say no. Be realistic with your schedule as well. Allow time for curveballs, fun, and creativity. I'm in a child-based business, so a lot of times when I'm talking to parents about schedule, it's, well, if I'm first in line at pick up here, and then I can get here, and it's like, at that point, I'm always like, let's just create a breathing room of 30 minutes. I know that you want to get to the activity, you want to get home so you can be dinner and you can do the homework and do all that. 
that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself, not to mention your child as well. So it creates a lot of unwanted stress. So allow yourself more time. And if you think about not having something scheduled every afternoon, you may be able to pass a park and say, hey kids, you want to go to this park today and play and have fun with your kids. A lot of times too, we're so overscheduled, we're so busy, we don't allow that time for actual play. And then, you know, your kids graduating high school and you're like, oh my God, we spent all those time in activities and doing this, this and that. And you know, there's a lot of times that maybe you didn't get to spend that quality time with them that you could have. So leave some space open and some time open so that you can take advantage of, you know, not having a plan, not having a destination, and you never know where it's going to lead you as well. So allow time for fun. Another thing too is when you when I think about the pickup line, what are you doing in that pickup line for that hour? I know a lot of moms, it's like scroll, scroll, scroll. I would consider maybe a book, maybe meditation. This may be your only time by yourself all day. So how are you utilizing that time? I know some moms, you know, they're working so that, you know, they've got the laptop picked up, you know, working. I owned a 15 passenger van for a little bit. So I used to do pickups for parents actually. And so, you know, I had the hotspot on, I had the music going and I was just busting out emails as well. So obviously there's a lot of things that you can do, but maybe take that time to kind of like reset your mind and give gratitude and, you know, think about something fun that you can do with the kids, maybe that upcoming weekend or plan the trip that you've always been wanting to go on. If you're not overscheduled, it's going to allow time for your mind to relax and kind of reset, recharge, and then you'll be clear on what you want to be doing. Energetic Eric, you know, I believe that he's going to be the CEO of a company one day. Uh, he can handle curveballs, squirrels, and most rooms have allowed the freedom. So once again, I'm in a child-based business. We have all these parents. It's like my kid has ADHD. They're hyper energetic. And I'm like, I love that. When I was a kid, I had a lot of energy as well. And so I had teachers that, you know, wanted to put us in this box or wanted us to be like all these other kids. And yeah, you know, I understand you have to sit still so you can listen and you can make good grades and all that. But at the end of the day, like they weren't really seeing the bright side of the personality or the opportunity or, you know, putting them in a leadership role or myself in a leadership role. So, you know, not too long ago, I actually had one of my old teachers from grade school walk into my company. And once she found out I owned it, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you found your calling as she tapped me on the shoulder, which I thought was rude and bully move. Uh, but it, I mean, I thought about that. And I was like, you know, all these kids that have all of this energy, like how do we channel it? How do we get like inspire that more? How do we put them in rooms that they belong in? How do we put them in conversations where they're able to keep up as well? So if you do have an energetic Eric, think about activities that allow him to burn energy, connect with like-minded individuals and challenge him mentally. Allowing him to be creative, independent and social will serve you and him. So maybe consider the activities versus the diagnosing and the activities are focusing on that. You know, and a lot of times too, if you think about it, these kids are like all in these structured environments. So think about how can you get him outside? How can you get him into a room that he belongs in 
with people that can inspire him and see the skills and see the opportunities that are ahead of him because he's going to be the CEO of a company right now or in the future. All right, Stubborn Sammy. Stubborn Sammy wants to be free and do what he or she is passionate about. I would encourage you to consider Sammy's passions and then fuel that fire. And I know a lot of times when we're talking to our kids about like what they're passionate about, they give us a huge list of things. And then we turn around and tell them that they can't do all of those things because it's not going to be financially stable. They're not going to make money. No one's going to hire them. We basically knock all these things that they're passionate about. And then you fast forward to when you're in your 30s and 40s and you're trying to figure out why you're miserable, you hate your job, you don't know what to do, and you can't even remember what you're passionate about. Don't kill that passion. Find out what that child is passionate about. Fuel that fire and get them into those activities. It could be a career. It could be a hobby. Whatever it may be, if they're passionate about it, it's going to provide a lot of happiness. And if it does turn into a career and they're able to make money from it, how amazing is that? Or if they have a hobby. So many times as we age, we can't afford hobbies. We don't have hobbies. So there's not that social outlet. There's not a place for that mind to kind of relax. And then if they don't have hobbies and they're going through a hard time, they're not going to have an outlet to make new friends and be social, be around positive people. So figure out what stubborn Sammy is passionate about and figure out how to fuel that fire. And also put stubborn Sammy in those same rooms with like-minded individuals. You know, when I think of Stubborn Sammy too, you know, college may not be for Stubborn Sammy. So maybe thinking of trade school, thinking about an entrepreneurship track, thinking of something else. Stop trying to think that your kid is failing because they're not going to go to college or they're not fitting this box or they're not like your friend's kids. Every single kid is their own person. We're all different. So focus on the individuality. And how can you make that work for your child? What skills? What strengths? What fuels them? What makes them happy? Focus on that so that they are more fulfilled, they're happy, and they're, you know, working towards their passion. That's going to release a lot of stress and anxiety for not only your child, but for you. Anxious Ainsley, she's calling out for help, but no one's listening. She's struggling with expectations and wants to have fun and just be a kid. So once again, kind of like I was talking about with Stubborn Sammy, Ainsley's kind of similar. So if you think about how much time we have on this earth, it's not very much time. You only have so much time to be a kid. And depending on the financial circumstances, you can have a really great childhood or maybe not a really great childhood. But regardless, you only have that limited amount of time where you don't have debt, you don't have bills, you don't have responsibility, you don't have to make decisions. So remember that all of these other expectations and comparing and bullying and all these things have created a lot of anxiety for our, air, our youth. So how do we reduce that anxiety? By listening to them. What do they want? What do they need? Have you asked them? I know a lot of families that have their kids enrolled in a lot of advanced programs, which I think is phenomenal. Those kids are getting into really great schools. 
I can understand why their parents are doing that. However, those kids are getting to college and they still don't know what they want to do. So they were, they went through all this stress, all this anxiety, didn't enjoy to be really a good, like a kid, didn't have time for hobbies because they were so focused on the books and the, you know, PGA program or the IB program. And because they didn't have hobbies, because they weren't having fun, because they weren't being social, they're lacking a lot of just really great skills that come by being in those activities that they're going to need when they go to interview for a job. So being able to talk to adults, being able to socialize, having things in common with other team members. Maybe they're going to be sitting across the room for from someone that's interviewing them. And if they don't have hobbies or they don't have a personality or they don't have work ethic, they may not get that job, even though they have the best resume, even though, you know, they have really great grades and they're graduating from a really great school. So consider a lot of the other like mental health contributions that basically boost their ego as well to where they can land a really great job. So how do you kind of balance it all? You want your kid to be really smart and you want them to go to these schools, but you want them to have a social life, but you don't want them to be overscheduled. It's challenging. And every single kid is different. I like, and siblings are all completely different. You know, I read an article not too long ago where it was all about why kids that grow up in the same house are also different. And if you think about your parents or your husband and your, or your wife right now, where were you when you had your first kid? Like financially, where were you living? Did you have everything you needed and wanted? Were you struggling? By the time you had the second kid, where were you financially? Where were you living? And then obviously by the third kid. So those types of environments are going to mold those children. They're going to see struggle. They're going to see success. And they're going to see their parents in a different way. So when you're thinking about the school year, or you're thinking about summer, or you're thinking about whatever situation you're in right now or facing, think about the mindset of your child, but think about the mindset of you. And that's where I want to challenge you of like, what are you doing for yourself? How are you managing your own schedule? Do you have a hobby? Are you making good use of your time? Are you budgeting time for your own self-care, quietness, and love, and compassion for yourself? Are you taking mental breaks and timeouts? You are the one setting the stage for your child. If you're stressed and you have a lot of anxiety, what do you think your child is going to have? If you're creating a nice routine, you're meditating, or you're working out, or you're modeling good behavior as far as self-care, your child's going to pick up on that. So as we enter the new school year, think about what are some things that you can be doing to lead your family to where you're healthier, you're happier, you're more connected, and you have more time for bonding. I mean, heck, when I think about COVID, I think about, gosh, COVID really forced all of us to stay home and be with our families, play games, be outside, have fun. So think back to that time of some things that really worked for your family and that really made you connected and more loving and have more peace and think about your schedule. I also want to encourage kindness this year. Once again, whether it's school year, summer, beginning of the year, whenever you're listening to this, 
I always want people to think, consider kindness first, then their personal agenda. So I want to encourage you to be kind to your teachers. They are super important and deeply care about our future generation. Whether you believe that or not, most of them are underpaid and working a lot of hours and they're away from their own families to take care of your children. So consider that. Be kind to your friends, whether it's school friends, whether it's friends you met at the park, whether it's, you know, your kid knows this kid from soccer. So I want to talk about the kids being kind to their friends, but I also want to consider you to be kind to your friends as well. And friendships last a lifetime or maybe just school year or season. However, they can still make a difference and an impact during that time. I also want to encourage you to be kind to other parents. You never know what's going on behind doors. Bullying or shaming other parents is childish and sets a bad example for a future generation. Makes us wonder, where did they learn this from? They're learning it from us. They're learning it how we talk to each other, how we talk about other families, whether it's talking about the dad not being home or the mom not being home, regardless, or their political views, or the way that they treat or manage their households. So think about that. Your kids don't need to know that. We don't need to share everything with them about all of these other families. Your kid wants to be friends with the girl next door. Don't make it impossible because of your own agendas and your own problems with the parents. Another thing is, is I want to really consider to be kind to your spouse. Consider how you speak to your spouse. Consider how you treat your spouse in front of your children. Each parent is contributing something, whether it's financial, whether it's time. It may not be as much as you at this moment, but maybe it is in a different moment. So consider how you're talking to your spouse in front of your kids. Be respectful. Your spouse is not another child. I hear this all the time. Oh, my husband's like the fifth child or the fourth child. It's unfortunate, but saying that and treating your spouse that way is not going to make a better relationship for you and your spouse. And your kids are going to mirror that and your kids are going to eventually start disrespecting your spouse in front of you and in front of other people. Once again, think about your mindset. Think about the well-being, not only your child, but of you. And that will inspire your whole family to be happy, to be health conscious, and to be kinder people out in the community when they leave your house. I'm also hoping that this year is filled with love, kindness, and compassion. If you want more ideas on time management, I've got several podcasts that I've already released about that. If you want a podcast about how to speak and treat your spouse, I've got a podcast on that. When it comes to friendships, there's a podcast on there. Check out my seven P's. That's another great podcast that talks about, you know, how you can um, plan and how prior planning promotes positivity, peace, and prosperity. And if you can think of a mom or a dad or a grandma or an auntie that needs to hear this episode, forward it to them. I wish you a great school year, summer, or a great new start to a fresh new job. May it be filled with happiness, passion, and don't forget the most important thing is you. So focus on your happiness and make sure through through all the scheduling that you are on that schedule. Thanks for stroking it with me this morning. Make sure to check out my Tuesdays, which are the quickies. They're less than 20 minutes and offer great, valuable information. 
For additional tips and tools and great resources, make sure to follow the Stroke It Guide on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day stroking it.